Hey y'all, welcome to the Mother No More podcast. And this week I have my girl, Adeja Cunningham. <laughs> it's so good to be here. Thank you. I'm honored. I'm privileged. It's great to be able to assist you in ministry. I'm so proud of you. Uh, so yeah, let's get started. Okay. Yay. Okay. So for those who don't know you, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes, I am Deja Cunningham. Uh, I go to True Generation Church. Woo woo. <laughs> TG Nation. TG, TG Nation. <laughs> but yes, uh, I have been in ministry for two years, almost two years that I've been an ordained minister. I have been doing uh, Purpose and Purity for three years, coming on four years. It'll be four years in February of 2022. Uh, also, I have a three-year-old daughter. I graduated from college from Baptist University. Uh, it's now Baptist University. At first, it was Baptist College of Health. But um, I graduated from there in 2018 with my bachelor's in biomedical sciences. And I am going to later seek a nursing degree so I can be a midwife. Okay. Come on, midwife. <laughs> we need more, definitely need more um, black healthcare professionals, especially being a midwife, especially just with all the things that go on, like doing childbirth. Right. And so, yes, we definitely need you, girl, out there in these, in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever feel that there was ever a time in your life where you felt muzzled, silenced, or that your voice and calling didn't matter in life? If so, how did you overcome that season of your life? Well... Uh, funny thing is, I honestly have never really felt muzzled. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't until someone revealed to me that I was muzzled Ooh. that I was like, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> like I have a voice and I have a voice in ministry like that was different because from where I'm from, where I was brought up at, it wasn't known for women to like you know, do things like this and, and be open in ministry and do different things aside from like just assisting in church, but never really like having a voice, you know, like mm -hmm. that. So it was different for me. Um, I didn't really like, that was something that I just had to accept yeah. that, okay, you have a voice and that you don't have to worry about like the background or people like where you come, where you came from, or people saying like, don't do this or, you know, you're not a preacher or you can't minister. Mm -hmm. Like I had to grow into that. So we were having a revival at church and a minister prophesied to me and said, like, over the next six months, God is going to take the muzzle off of your mouth. Yeah. And for me, I was like, oh, wow. But during that time, during those six months, God was revealing like, you are a preacher, you are a minister, Ooh. you are a teacher. <laughs> and it wasn't that like it was time to just get up and go and just start doing ministry. But it was more of he was breaking the muzzles yeah. off of my mouth. That's really what it was. Oh, girl, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so did you ever think like, I'm going to be this preacher one day. I'm going to be this teacher. I'm going to have this amazing ministry. Absolutely not. No. So our pastor, uh, when he first prophesied to me and told me that I was a teacher. After church, I was like, um, who am I teaching? <laughs> what am I going to be teaching about? Because this doesn't sound right. Like, this was not something that I ever even imagined for my life. And it's not because of my background, like, oh, you know, we were taught, like, women can't preach. It's not that. It was just more so the fact that I just didn't think that I could be a preacher. 
I just didn't think that I was a teacher. I just didn't think that I would have had a ministry because I didn't know anything about my purpose, my life, my destiny. I was just thinking about like career wise, this is what I want to be. But spiritual wise, like I had no goals. Oh, that's good. I had no goals about what I wanted to achieve in the spirit. So it was like I didn't know about any of this until God started revealing those things. And then I just I literally just had to accept it. And so once I accepted it, even though it was hard to do, it just took off after that. Girl, and I appreciate God that like you even like walked in their calling, walked in your purpose, like spiritually, because it even helped me out. Yeah. Like we're going to get into like your ministry, like purpose and purity. Literally, it's like life changing. Like it's just it's crazy. Like you don't even know. Like so I've seen like where like so many women like they talked about like how much like your purpose and purity ceremony like really helped them and how like they vow and like commit. I don't want to jump ahead too far ahead, but like I know you'll get to explain it. But just like making that commitment like to God, like I'm gonna remain pure and we're gonna we're gonna get to it. In a <laughs> <laughs> um so um, one last question. Um, do you sometimes still struggle with those feelings or thoughts arising? Like, no, like, God, this isn't, I'm not a preacher. Like, I'm not a teacher. I can't do this. Well, as far as being a teacher, being a preacher, that's who I am. And it's, I can't shy away from that. Yeah. I can't take that part away from me. Like, that has grown into my identity now. Mm-hmm. And God has been revealing to me like over the past few months, you know, that there's different portions of our identity Mm -hmm. that we have to like unravel and strengthen. And this is just one portion of my life that I just can't shy away from anymore. I'm a preacher. That's who I am. Yeah. (laughs) And so I can't get away from that. So it's not that I have the thoughts like, oh, no, like this isn't me. It's more so the fact that sometimes I feel like I don't have the grace to do it. It feels like. I'm not being effective enough. And then those seasons where you're doing nothing, where you're just being groomed and pruned and God is like working on you. Those are the times where sometimes I feel like, where is the grace that you've given me? Yes, you called me to be a preacher, but I don't feel like I'm being effective. I don't feel like I'm doing enough, Lord, like. What else do you need me to do? It just feels like my hands need to be busy all the time because I'm a minister. It's almost like people just expect you to always have something to say, always have a prophetic word. And it's not necessarily the case. So sometimes I feel like, okay, Lord, where is the grace that you've given me? I don't feel anointed in this season of my life. I don't feel graced in this season of my life. Even though I know this is who I am, I just don't feel like I have what it takes. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to have to keep doing it. But each and every time that I have those thoughts, God then shows me that you do have the grace to do it. Because then it's like, the next time I preach, it's a whole nother level that I've never seen before. Most definitely so. (laughs) (laughs) Because the first time that I ministered, I gave my first sermon. I was terrified. Like, I was terrified. Even though I can break down scripture. Like, if I'm just talking to my friends, I can break down scripture. And they be like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but when I stood in front of people, I was I didn't know how to be me. Yeah. I hadn't found my place. It's like my rhythm and my lane. I hadn't found that just yet. And so I wasn't necessarily trying to mimic my leaders, but I knew that's what people expected because of who I am. Yeah. You're Minister Cunningham, you you know, you're Pastor Cunningham's little sister. So it's like I just I was having to break down the stigmas of I'm not him. Yeah. 
I'm my own person. I have my own grace. I have my own anointing that God has given me. And I'm going to walk in that. So the first time that I, that I preached, I like stumbled. It was just, oh my gosh, it was just totally <laughs> embarrassing. I just, no, I don't want to talk about that no more. Yeah. But the next time that I preached after that, totally different person. Mm-hmm. I was a totally different person. I mean, just, I shocked myself. I was like, Lord, that was in me? (laughs) I mean, that was in me the whole time? Like, it's it's shocking. Like, once you, God starts to peel back those different layers of you, it's like, oh, wow, I never knew that I had this much capacity. Girl, literally, I remember um, last year, the first time I heard you preach, and I was like, okay, shit, this is a good (laughs) word. Um, I think that's when you did, like, the sit-up with... um, you, there, everybody was coming in the waiting room and you oh, had yeah, like the yeah, whole setup yeah. with like being in a doctor's office. And then this last time you preached, oh my God, I wasn't even here, but I was on the live. <laughs> and I literally could feel like the glory of God. Like I could feel his presence at that nursing place. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so amazing to watch even the trans, just the transformation, even in just a year's time. It's just been so amazing like to watch and to witness and just to see you like walk in your calling. And like you said, like you can just see like how God, you can see how he's just like literally peeling those things and like making you more confident in like what he has given you and like your voice like in him. And right. it's just been so great to watch. Yes. So I know we mentioned purpose and purity earlier. So how was purpose and purity birthed? Pretty much it was birthed out of having my daughter. After I had her, I was going through a season where I just was looking for a purity ceremony. Mm -hmm. I had never done one growing up and I just really wanted to just start over. Mm -hmm. Of course, at that time, after having her, I was way past the point of, you know, I'm going to abstain and I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait till I get married. I was past that point. So I was just looking for a way to just physically start over Mm -hmm. how, kind of how we uh, use baptism as a clear conscience uh-huh. uh, action like that's what I wanted I wanted something to just clear my conscience and be like okay this is a fresh start let's move on but I was searching high and low and found no purity uh-huh. <laughs> none whatsoever so it kind of was just like a nudge or kind of just a yearning to be like all right well if you can't find one then you can do it mm-hmm. just do one do one on your own so I thought about it and I didn't have a name like it wasn't purpose and purity it was just a purity ceremony and so it just grew from there yeah so how would you define purity if you could give us a definition Of course, we know uh, purity in the simple aspect of, you know, sexual purity and pretty much just being free from anything that is unclean. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think purity goes well beyond just the body. I think it goes, you know, to the heart, to the mind, to the soul, just pretty much being able to be cleansed and being whole. That's what I think in my terms. It's pretty much being whole. Um, there's no way that you can do anything without like fully doing it without being whole. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. I know like so many people, they feel like I got my V card. That means I'm pure. Like I'm pure. <laughs> and I'm like, but you, you over there watching porn. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like all of you that talk- matters. <laughs> right. You do. You talk about you listening at the home girl over there, but, but you, you got your V card. So you pure. <laughs> And it's like, it's so much like deeper than that. It's definitely deeper. It's like, 
like deeper than that. It's literally like a heart posture. It's definitely a heart posture. So much deeper than this. So you made a post like not too long ago and I'm going to read some of it. It said, I was getting ready to throw my future down the drain. Now, this is what I mean when I got saved. I seriously thought my next step in my walk with Christ was to get married. That's all I knew. That's all I had a desire for. Grow up and get married, I thought. Okay, God, I'm serious this time. I'm going to serve you. My reward has no other choice but to get a good marriage. Yeah, I was wrong. I was beyond wrong. I was saying yes to my salvation. But little did I know that God had better plans for me. He showed me very quickly that his plans, what his plans were, and marriage was far from it. I could see myself doing, being, and becoming a wife. Of course, I had other goals and dreams, but ultimately, in my walk with Christ, I just wanted to be married. But God saw me as an intercessor, a friend, a leader, a teacher, a visionary, a preacher, and a minister. There's so much more that God wants to reveal to me about himself. So how has that journey like been in your walk with like allowing God to reveal more and more about himself to you? The gist of that was pretty much I found my identity. I found my purpose. I found my destiny. I found my value after I had my child, which is crazy Mm -hmm. because um, at that point after I had her, I literally didn't know what else to do. I just felt like, all right, you know, I have a child now and there's nothing out there in the world for me. I don't drink. I don't smoke. You know, I'm not having sex anymore. I just literally did not know what else I wanted to do in life or really like spiritual wise. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what else I wanted to do. Like I said, I knew I had goals. I knew I had dreams and aspirations about what I wanted to do as far as my career and all of that. Like I was still in college, Mm -hmm. but as far as spiritual, I had no spiritual goals Mm -hmm. and All my life, it's been women get married. They become wives. They have children. And in Christianity, it seems like that is the only goal that women have is to just be a wife. And so once God started to break me from that mentality, he started to show me that you are much more than just a wife. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much more to you that I need to show you about yourself. And that's after that, God started, you know, taking taking the muzzle off of my mouth and revealing to me that you are a minister, you are a teacher, you are effective in the earth, you have a purpose. And it wasn't until that moment that I was like, I took a step back and was like, okay, God, I see. Mm -hmm. I see exactly who you're trying to make me to be. And I had to fully embrace it. I had to fully embody that. And of course, it took years. Like the the moment that I wanted to just be a wife, my daughter's three. Mm -hmm. And then it took three years to get to that point where, okay, I fully see my identity. Yeah. And most people think like, okay, you know, knowing your purpose and knowing your identity is just going to come right off the bat. It's not. It comes in phases. It comes in sections. God is going to reveal a little bit to you at a time about who you are and what you're supposed to be. Yes, that's so good. Like, I feel like I can relate definitely to to that of like knowing your like identity and like in Christ and like allowing him to reveal that to you. I know like last year. I have felt like I was just at an all-time low. Like, I had around a week before my 18th birthday, 
I kind of had made this commitment. I was like, Lord, you know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to save myself. Like, I'm going to wait until marriage. Like, I'm tired of giving myself away. Like, right. I just want to <laughs> live for you, Jesus. Like, live for you and you alone. And so, like, I literally held on to that for, like, six years. Like, last year in 2020, like, September 2020, a week before my 24th birthday, like, I was like, okay, I'm celebrating six years down. Woohoo, look at me. Like, I'm abstaining. I'm keeping myself. And... It was like in that moment, I was like, I'm keeping myself, but Lord, I'm 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 struggling. Like yeah. <laughs> this is hard. Like hard. I'm struggling. <laughs> like I'm tired of this. I just wanna go and I just I just wanna just I need a tune-up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them tune-ups. Them yeah, tune-ups. It, was, it was just like, Lord, like, I just, like, I want a tune-up. Like, I'm sick of this. Like, I'm just, like, dealing, dealing like, with all this, like, lust and, like, all these thoughts. It literally was, like, a season last year. It was just, like, a stronghold. Yeah. And I, like, I would talk to people, but I would play about it. But I wasn't serious and, like, com- like communicated that struggle and communicated that stronghold with anyone. And it wasn't until, like, after the fact where I found myself like I met this guy and I was like oh my gosh this is the first person like oh my gosh I'm gonna be with him and he's like I feel like I feel short and I remember being like distraught yeah and I was like I gave up six years like and I attached like those six years to like my identity and like okay I did this I did that but it was like no I failed to realize that being able to abstain those six years it was literally God keeping me and I wasn't keeping myself and I was able, I fell into that trap because I got too confident. I got yes, too cocky. Yeah. I put my, I began to put myself in positions where I was literally setting myself up. Right, right. It was like, I remember like going in the room and I'm like, oh God, I know I need to be right here, but you know what? I got this. Like, I, I'm yeah, strong. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the first thing, like that little piece of deception of thinking like I'm strong enough to handle this. And I learned very, very quickly. Deja is not strong. <laughs> I am not strong whatsoever. I am the weakest person on the earth. Weak as water. <laughs> just weak as water. Like, yeah, it's just not going to work. When you really, and it's not necessarily like, you know, every situation or every guy that you talk to or every girl that you talk to that you're just, you have that at the forefront of mm-hmm. your mind. It's not that. It's just, like you said, you just get comfortable. Mm-hmm. You just think that, okay, you know, I've been okay for a while or I've been good for a while, but then you show yourself or God shows you like, no, you're, you're not okay. You're not fine. You're not, you can't handle this alone. Mm -hmm. And God always has to give us strength to do everything. Being pure has to, that strength has to come from God. Mm -hmm. It has to. Living a life of purity is definitely not easy. And like you said, there, there are going to be struggles. There are different struggles that you can just fall into. And it's not just, Sex. It's not just fornication. Mm-hmm. It's so much more to it. It's the masturbation. It's the pornography. It's the perversion. It's so many different aspects of it. It's literally like a, a wide range of sexual Im- immoralities that you can fall into. And if you're not careful about or really watchful about knowing all of the aspects of that purity, it's easy to just drop one struggle and pick up another. <laughs> That's like exactly right. Like so many times, like we got one struggle, one struggle, and then we like, okay, I give it up. And it's like, we literally like walk right into the trap of another struggle. Like, how do you think we can like combat that? Like, instead of like putting down one struggle and picking up another struggle, how can we like literally stop it? 
I think it's more so of it's on a soul level Mm -hmm. because when you are free from one thing, there's always going to be a temptation to pick that back up in some shape, form or fashion. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be that. And it's not necessarily a trap of the enemy. It's more so of a a test. It's it's like that refining fire. Like every Mm -hmm. single time I get placed in this, I need to come out stronger. Mm -hmm. So when it comes down to purity, the best thing that I can say as far as overcoming that is knowing and seeing the different traps for what they are. Mm-hmm. Don't try to um, sugarcoat it or don't try to water it down. Know and see this is what it is and this is what it's going to be. So, and I'll tell you a story. Like I was dating this guy and I honestly was like, I had been good. I was been, I had been fine. And he just was like, you know, I really respect, you know, your purity ministry is very admirable and things like that. And I respect that. And I'm like, okay, so we don't have to have this conversation about, you know, <laughs> I'm not having sex, you know, just to let you know, like, I, yeah. we don't have to have that conversation because if you see that I'm in ministry doing that, then that shouldn't be an issue. Mm-hmm. And I was kissing him one day and God showed me a clear vision of what it was supposed to be or what it was going to be in that relationship. Mm-hmm. You think I didn't take heed to that? Cause I did like, there's no way to be like, try to deny Oh, well, it's not going to, you know, it, it shouldn't go that far. Like, yeah. no, if this is what you see, this is how you feel. If you see any red flag, that's what it's going to be. Take it for what it is. Yes. Take it for what it is. When it comes down to purity, you cannot try to act like <laughs> you just can't act like it's not going to. It's yeah. yeah. If it's, there's any glimpse of it going left, it's going to go left. Girl, that is so true. Like. Even I can remember like times like I would be like, maybe I'd be talking to this guy like we just met and like they'll bring up like, a, you know, just something like real flirty that tries to like hint, yeah. hint toward it. And he's like, no, we're not having stop. this conversation. We're not doing it. <laughs> we're not doing it. And it's not being like, you know, some people like, oh, that you're doing too much or you're being too deep or you're being too spiritual. No, because I just, what they say, you give them an inch. <laughs> and they just run they just out with it. Run, run off with it like rampantly. And it's like, you just have to, you have to know yourself and you have to know that when the enemy fights, he doesn't fight fair. He does not fight fair. And that's the thing. And that's when all the different struggles are coming, especially like those that suffer with any type of insecurities or loneliness or vulnerability or abandonment. It's very easy to switch to pornography and masturbation because those are the things that people don't see. Yeah. They don't see that. Like sometimes you can tell when a girl is having sex or when a guy is having sex, but you cannot always tell when people are struggling with pornography and masturbation. You cannot tell at all. I know. And like that is the dangerous part about it. It's very dangerous. Because unless they allow themselves to open up about the struggle, they'll just continue to like struggle with it it. and like not even tell anyone until like they realize like they may like possibly get into marriage and like now they're taking like their struggle with pornography into a marriage and it's like the comparison and like like these screwed up expectations that they want with their partner it's just and that's the dangerous part about it that's the I mean just the worst part about it is the simple fact that you think that there's no comparison but what you see Online and honestly, how you can make yourself feel mm-hmm. with masturbation. It's like 
I can I can do this on my own. Yeah. But in actuality, you can't. It's no. a just like with homosexuality, it's a it's a great disrespect to God. Mm-hmm. Because now you are not you are not allowing his will to be fulfilled in yeah. the earth. We are called we were made to recreate. We were made to multiply. So if you can do it on your own, then you're dishonoring God. Yeah. You can't do it on your own. It's going to take two. But that's the beauty of it in being married is that you can create your own story when you're married. But you want to be free from all of that. Like I, when I go into my marriage, I want to be. I don't want to have to worry about comparing him to nobody else. <laughs> I don't want to have to do that. Yeah. Because now it's going to create friction, even if that's not something that you're vocal about. As far as your past relationships, it's still going to create friction within yourself because it's going to be hard for you to love someone that you've already compared to the next. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope your week is going well. And if not, I pray things begin to shift for you. So I need a couple favorites. Would y'all mind subscribing to the show? It's super easy. Whatever platform you are listening on, search the show and hit that subscribe button for me. Next, can y'all follow the podcast pages and each week share the wisdom and knowledge that is released? I will also love if you share the takeaways from the show. I truly believe that each week, each episode has something that has been said and will be said that will resonate with someone and can help assist in the growth and development of their life. The social media handles our Muzzle No More, the podcast. And that's on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. So you have this amazing um, purpose and purity ministry. Do you think like people have tried to like discount like the legitimacy of it because like they're like, oh, she has a, she has a baby. Like she has a child. She has a daughter. Like how can she lead a purity ministry? <laughs> Honestly, that was the first thing that came to my mind. When God gave the idea to me or gave the vision to me about purpose and purity, that was the first thing I thought about. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a daughter. Yeah. You are, you've clearly struggled from adolescence with this. Mm-hmm. There's no way on God's green earth you are someone that can tell other people how to be pure because you don't know how to be pure. Yeah. And even being pure, I still struggle to be pure. Mm-hmm. So it was like, that's something that I wrestle with within myself, like the opinions of other people. I've mm-hmm. never heard those opinions. <laughs> I've never actually heard those opinions. But that was something that I thought about that, okay, maybe this is how people are thinking. Mm-hmm. This is how people can perceive it. But at the end of the day, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, I do have a child. I do. She is three. And I have struggled with this and I was molested and I did have different issues and I did struggle with pornography and mess up. Like I, all the whole nine yards, yeah. like all of it, but why not? You are, you are someone that knows firsthand how it feels, what it's like, the emotional issues, the bondage, the slavery to it. You know, all of that. Why would, why not be someone that can help usher someone else out of that? or help teach them on how to be pure or coming into the fullness of who they are and their identity, even while having struggles, because that's real. Yeah. 
People think that, oh, once you get saved, that everything's just supposed to fall off of your back. And that's not true. Everybody's deliverance comes in waves. It yes. comes in segments. It comes in uh, sections. And God just prunes pieces of that off of you, layers of that off of you. So you can't always expect someone to be righteous on the forefront mm-hmm. because they're not. It's yeah. not true. And it's just that false reality that you're supposed to be perfect. Yeah. But how are ministries birthed out of perfection when we're not perfect? Mm-hmm. We're not perfect. We're far from perfect. So those were something that I, those were things that I thought about. And those were things that maybe I thought people were saying about me. I never heard them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't hear them, but that is something that I thought about, but I had to realize who God had called me into being. And I had to be confident in that and that who I am, people cannot, come against that yeah it doesn't matter what anybody else says it matters what God says about me and if God forgave me then I can do anything he's called me to do Mm -hmm. now if you don't forgive me that's on you (laughs) (laughs) and it's on period (laughs) it's on you you know but I'm at the same time I'm like David God I sent this sin is between you and me not nobody else Mm -hmm. so I shouldn't have to worry about anybody else's opinion even though shame kept me in that mindset of thinking that oh other people are looking at other people are saying these things about me other people clearly think this way about me that's what shame did Mm -hmm. but once God broke that shame off of my life I didn't have to worry about that part gotcha so good so what advice would you be able to give to like those who are like trying to like be pure, like trying to maintain and like not even just like abstain from sex, but like abstain like from pornography and masturbation and like just to, just to hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I said earlier, that freedom is going to come in sections. So the number one thing that I want other people to know when it comes down to their sexual purity is hold on to that deliverance. Mm-hmm. When one part of you gets free, just know that another part is going to come up that is going to have to break off of you. And it's going to take some time. It depends on the seasons of your life. It depends on the seasons of your spirituality. And it's not going to happen overnight. So don't get frustrated with the fact that you don't walk into your purity uh, journey being 100% pure. Don't get frustrated about that because it's not going to happen like that. Sometimes it's based upon the things that we've gone through. Purity, your purity is going to happen in different ways. So your body might get free first, but then now you're wrestling with thoughts Mm -hmm. and the thoughts are unclean. The thoughts are unpure and that's impure as well. (laughs) That still equates because if you're having these thoughts, the thoughts can then drive you back into doing Mm -hmm. what you don't want to do. Or it can happen the reversed way where your mind has checked out of it. Nah, I don't want to have sex, but I don't want to, you know, do pornography. I don't want to masturbate. But then you find your body being pulled, forced into doing something that your mind really doesn't want to do. So you have to know that your purity journey is going to be difficult. Yeah. It is going to be difficult, but don't, don't try to rush it. Don't try to think that 
You have to be perfect because I made a vow of purity. But hold on to the fact that I did make this vow and God is going to deliver me. So every time that I do the ceremony, I have a vision. I want people to walk out of the room empowered to be like, all right, I can make it through this. I can do this. And I want people to know that there are different. There are so many different concepts to purity. That you have to fully know about. You have to fully embrace those things and know that this is a struggle. This is something that I have dealt with or that childhood trauma. Sometimes it just it's sometimes it's just the driving force. Mm-hmm. The trauma, the insecurities, the loneliness drives you back into the one thing that you really don't want to do. So staying focused on on that and knowing that uh, your deliverance isn't going to happen overnight is the number one thing I want people to understand and know when They are going through a purity journey. But also, I want people to know that if you zone in on what your your focus is, you have to have a a focus point. You have to know what your purpose is or your identity. Once you zone in on that, you can stay clear. Like, I'm not going to say you can stay clear because you're not going to stay clear. (laughs) When, When you're going through a purity journey, you're going to have temptation. That's just what it is. It's going to be a temptation sometimes right after the next and it's, you're going to be put through the fire. That's just what it is. But when you are going through purity, I want people to know that there's something about you that you can stay focused on. Like, all right, you know, if you have to have a focus point, stay focused on that. Keep your mind on that so that sex won't be the forefront of your mind. Because if you're consistently worried about falling, if you're consistently worried about failing, if you're consistently worried about, okay, I made this this purity vow, but I don't think I have the strength to do it. God is going to give you the strength to do it if you just stay focused on him. Mm -hmm. Find something in God that you can stay focused on or find something in life that you can stay focused on other than just sex and, you know, the things that you struggle with, even those things in the dark, whatever it may be. If you stay focused on, all right, in this season of my life, I want to read my Bible more. Stay in that lane. (laughs) Just do that for that season of your life until you feel that being lifted off of you or until you feel like, all right, I got through that. So let me find something else that I can focus on. Okay, I want to learn how to intercede more. I want to learn how to pray more. I want to learn how to build my prayer time. If you stay focused on those things, then it keeps you from worrying about the fact that, okay, I don't want to fall. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to sin today. If you stay focused on God, then he's going to help you. He's going to direct you in every area of your purity journey. Yes, this is so, so, so true. I know like even now, like I can find myself like, okay, Kendra, stay in God, stay in God, stay in God. And like, even like those moments where like, I feel like, oh my God, this is weighing strong on me today. Like, I feel like this, this looks really like it's strong. And like, just like, let me go in my closet. Let me turn on some worship music and literally like, let me cry into God and like surrender. Like God, like I need your help, like in their moment and like praying it through and like worshiping through and like how that has like helped me tremendously. Yes. (laughs) And like, even just like going to people and being honest about it. Like I know I have. I have one um, accountability partner. It's my cousin. And so there are moments where I will be like, girl, I'm struggling. <laughs> I need you to pray me through right now. Because yes, yes. I feel like I'm about like I'm about to do some stupid. I'm about to like take somebody. I'm about to pull up on some at somebody's house. Like, I need help. Yes. And I just feel like that's so important. Like, it's just to like have somebody to like even like just keep you accountable. 
But it's like, definitely something that when you're going through purity, you have to have. You have to have accountability. And it's not like, oh, you just, you know, snitching on yourself. If it's like some people just think like, oh, you're just doing too much. No. But these people in my life that I trust are going to keep me grounded. Mm-hmm. And I know I have my leaders. I have friends that I can just be like, listen. I'm dealing with this. This is how I feel. Every time I have an incubus dream, I'm like, Pastor, <laughs> listen, help me because this ain't going to work. Like, it'll sneak up on you. And yeah. sometimes that's how it is. Like, you could be really, really good. And then the attack will just, it'll just come. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. <laughs> and it's like, I ain't even been thinking about this. Right. Like, what is going on? And that's when that accountability plays a part. Because if you're really not focused on it and then you get attacked, then it's all right. Okay, now I really just need people to just pray me through this yeah. because this is seriously just an attack of the enemy. Yeah. So good. Man, thank you so much like for all the wisdom you have given us like concerning purity. Um, So what's next for you? And what's next for Purpose and Purity? So for Purpose and Purity, we are going to, for the year four, going into year four in 2022, we're going to do a conference. Yay! <laughs> First ever <laughs> conference. We are going to do more settings like this, sitting down, talking about purity, diving into our past, diving into the things that trigger us, diving into the things that we struggle with. We want to talk about that more. And God put that on my heart that this is what you need to do. You need to talk about it. Yeah. For the past three years, we prayed about it and it was like, yeah, we want people to get through it. But there hasn't been that love being implemented. When you're going through deliverance and you get that initial delivery, after that, there there needs to be resilience. There needs to be something that's going to keep you grounded. That's going to keep you like, okay, I, now I can see that my deliverance comes in waves. Mm-hmm. Now I can see like, okay, I have the instruments. I have the tools to be able to walk me through this when I have those low moments, when I have those tough times. So God put it on my heart to have conversations like this. So we're going to do uh, a panel discussion okay. and it's going to be a tell-all like, we're going to tell y'all our secrets. <laughs> we're going to tell y'all our struggles. We're going to relate to y'all so that people see that you're not the only one that has dealt with this mm-hmm. and that sexual immorality, sexual strongholds are real yeah. and they can ruin your life if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. They can drive you into a hole so deep that you think that you just cannot get out. Lord. But <laughs> I was once that person where I felt like I couldn't get out. So now that I'm out, I can say, this is what you need to do. Be honest. Let's have these conversations. Let's dive into this. And be, and after that, we're going to help you get free. Yeah. So after that, we're going to have our purity ceremony. Uh, so it'll probably be a two or three day conference. I'm super excited. Yes. <laughs> very, very excited about that. But also probably year five, you might see a book. You okay. might see a book from Purpose and Purity. <laughs> so, you know, I'm working on that. God's helping me through that. But yeah, that's going to be a tell all as well. I'm going to let y'all know about my purity journey. It ain't been easy, but yeah. I'm going to give you all the details, but yeah. So, um, before we leave, do you mind like just praying us out and just like saying a prayer just for all those who are going through this purity journey right now? No problem at all. 
So, Father, we thank you. We praise you. We magnify you. We exalt you. We thank you, oh God, for your love and your affection. And we thank you, oh God, that you are the lover of our soul and the lifter of our head. And we thank you, Father, that you are teaching us to fall madly in love with you. Help us, Father. Help each and every person that is going through purity, each and every person that wants to seek after you, each and every person that wants to strive to have a heart like yours. We pray, oh God, the love of God over their lives. We pray, oh God, that you would keep us rooted and grounded in you. Help us in our minds. Help us in our circumstances. Help us in our situations. Cover us in your blood. Cover us in your love and your anointing and your grace. We need your redemption. We need your restoration and we need your love. You are an everlasting God and we thank you for being infinite and powerful. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy because each and every time we have failed you, Father, your grace and your mercy has shown up for us and we do not take that for granted. We are so grateful we are thankful and we cry out to you, Father, for your love and your mercy. Yes, you are wonderful. You are mighty. And we need our Father. We need our Father to guide us. We need our Father to love us. We need you, oh God, to draw us closer to you yes, as we draw closer to you. We need your power, your love, and your strength to be able to make it through every situation, every turmoil, oh God, every fire that we are placed in. Father, we need you to be with us. We need you to surround us. We need your grace and your mercy yes, God. and we thank you God for your love we thank you for your love and we praise your name in Jesus name amen amen